0: Good morning, wonderful listeners. You've tuned into Post Session Podcast, a podcast filled with the stoke of a surf session and the wise guidance of an ocean voyager. Your water loving hosts are ready to share this infectious state of mind while encouraging and inspiring you for your next adventure.
1: All right. Welcome back, Post Session Podcast listeners. Was that loud? No. No. I okay. mean, maybe I'm turned down real low. Okay, because I, I definitely felt like I was like, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, Potter. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while, Laurel. I know, it's good to be back. It's in, good to be back. In the chair, in the recording chair. And I'm super stoked to have with us today, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, restaurant tour, surfer, supper, foiler, all of that. Dad. Dad. Mr. Matt Lanier of Spoon many of you locals will know him as Spoonfed Restaurant. Um half of the power couple that owns it. Power couple. <laughs> Welcome, Matt.
2: <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you having me.
1: Matt brought some. I granola have to correct you morning.
2: on my name though. It's Matt Leonard.
0: Oh, shucks.
2: You might have to Dang, fix that or That's
0: embarrassing, Laura. Or we can
2: keep going. It's not, <laughs> no problem.
0: It says Leonard right here. What did you call him?
1: Oh Leonard, right?
2: You said Lanier. <laughs> that's cool. It's all right. She
1: got, you know, French. she got flustered.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Lene. It's the French. Lene. It's the
2: French pronunciation. So let's just keep rolling.
1: We oui, oui. uh. Um Yeah. So we usually start our episodes with a little post session notes, and mm-hmm. we happen to know that Matt definitely surfed this morning because he postponed our podcast. <laughs> Is it was it you the that was man? Yeah,
2: that was me. That I suggested it. I thought Laura would appreciate it. Yeah, did. She did.
0: She did, she wrote me and said, "I'm asking for a friend." And I thought that uh-huh. was the whole. Uh, you no, know, that was I'm true. An, yeah. that my was friend's true. An addict.
2: <laughs> well, tide was low at first light, so like we just need a little more time for it to fill in. And I don't know for us, we surfed at Mallard Street, and it, we got the best of it from like seven, I don't know, seven thirty to eight fifteen or so.
1: Who's we? You got a little crew? Uh, my friend
2: Jim Jim Adams was out with me today.
1: <clears throat> and what, what were you riding?
2: I was riding a stand-up paddleboard. We're both actually riding boards from local shaper, uh, Jimmy Keith. Okay. Who's awesome. He's been around for a long time. and
1: He was the green room guy. He
2: was the green room oh, guy. Uh-huh. Cool. And um, yeah, he's, I mean, everything from short boards to long boards to subs. And the boards that we're on, we kind of co-designed with him. Because uh, we had a little more background and experience with stand-up paddling and, and he was great to work with. Um, mm. And yeah, these boards are awesome. So Jimmy Keith, go see him if you need a, a new board.
0: Yeah, I wrote it down. I'll link to him. Oh, nice. So did you awesome. guys paddle? Yeah,
2: stand-up paddle. And cool. I, I like to stand-up paddle surf a lot. I mean, That's I'm innate. actually like not like a great shortboard surfer. I can longboard surf fairly competently. Um, but I love to stand up paddle surf, so I just do that the most. So that's probably what I'm best at. That's and all i even I've not, ever Like seen yeah, even. like uh, hurricane swells when I've surfed with you at the inlet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love catching there at in, in the unknown location. Uh, I think <laughs> that I think does. that cat may be out of the bag good. at this point. But yeah. Um, not, anyway, not yeah, anything. like catching big hurricane bombs on a sub. You know, if you're on the right board, oh, you have yeah. to be in the right equipment. Um, but these boards we're riding are under eight feet, and pulled in tails v in the tail and they turn amazing they're like i have people comment all the time like it looks like you're riding a short board
1: yeah um so again
2: that's like you know jimmy's done a great job
1: it's got some nice cracking the code for us but it's still like if you look at my long board and his Mm -hmm. board his is much shorter well less than eight feet and he's pretty tall that seems short Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. and to be able to a lot of people have been on (laughs) Maybe stand up paddle boards, but have never surfed a stand up paddle board. It's a whole different game. You're employing so much more of your um, core, and you have to match the speed of your paddle with the speed of the wave. You know, you're heading out towards a set, then you've got to turn around, then you've got to build up speed. You got to be pointed in the right direction. You got to maneuver that thing. It is not easy. So
0: when you go out, are you trying to get around the wave? But no, you you are you trying to it. go through?
2: Yeah, you can go through, and obviously you can't duck dive underneath anything. So, um, if depending over. on how big the wave is, you can sometimes you can paddle right through it. Um, you just and that's just timing and balance and everything. It's just skill like anything else. And then I funny. mean sometimes I'm sometimes, sometimes you get bomb. slammed, dunked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And there's no like drop real quick and turtle roll.
2: No, <laughs> no. I mean you can you can turtle roll if. I don't almost never do that, but That's you can hard. do that. Um, How would you?
1: Where would you put the paddle just underneath? Yeah, you'd have to you hold on to it for sure. Hold on to it. Um, mm. But
2: actually, the day that we were surfing last in the at the secret location, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed that I disappeared, but uh, and didn't say goodbye. But it was because my leash broke on uh, one of those bombs, mm. and uh, my board took off, and I didn't know where it was. So I swam, you know, all the way into Wrightsville Beach, and then I finally, like, I couldn't find my board. I didn't know where it was.
1: Cause it's probably hard to and see. And so, You're yeah, so it was low hard to on see the sand to see out there.
2: And so then I finally spotted it, and it was all the way over on the figure eight side. Oh. So I had to like swim across the inlet, get my board, paddle it back, and so that cut my session short. Oh my um, gosh. But, but yeah, that's stuff tough. you have exercise. to be well. My and another friend of mine had had just changed his leash. Uh, a few days before, and he was like, Yeah, oh, I always change my leash every year. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, I change it when it needs <laughs> yeah. it. And then the next session, Maddie my leash knows broke. best. Yeah, exactly. So now <laughs> that's my friend Jack. So shout out to Jack for, you know, being responsible. Yeah, be responsible, yeah, be job, prepared, Jack. be smart when you're out there. It and, is uh, wise take care your to gear.
1: check the gear yeah, on the big slopes For sure. I mean, you know, I
0: probably take the mat tack a little too too often
2: just go out there i mean sometimes the adventure of it anything yeah yeah
1: i'm not like the little things that go
2: wrong sometimes well they end up being the story that's right yeah yeah.
1: and you probably got more exercise
2: i did yeah i got the the unexpected workout (laughs) for sure but today was beautiful and we had dolphins like swim right through the lineup like a whole pot of dolphins that was awesome yeah and uh yeah it was beautiful morning so it was it was
1: what time did you get Hopefully
2: out? worth the delay. Like right at seven, right yeah. at first light.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll go next since I was go. also out, um, somewhere. No, I was down at the South end at the crowded main gate of surfers at the pier. hmm. And, um, we saw dolphins as well i don't know if they were the same ones but um
2: they came from down south so they probably were maybe yeah
1: so we had um it wasn't very crowded which was nice and it was a beautiful sunrise Dolphins. very warm this morning very warm i'm still wearing a bathing suit and my two mil top
2: i had a two mil shorty on it It was yeah yeah, it's like what a gift to have this weather
1: and if if y'all have looked at the 10 day outlook we're got upper seventies for the next ten days, and the water temp's going to come up. Yeah, at least one or two degrees. So that puts us mid February that we'll be in seven, maybe seventy degree water, sixty nine, seventy. That's pretty nice.
0: You think mid
1: February? Well, okay, well mid November, ten, ten days. Oh, that's did I say February? Yeah, yeah. I was confused. Okay. Well, I'll be in 80-degree weather. Yeah, <laughs> well, in February. February. Not to say, not to say. <laughs> anyway, it was a great morning, great people. I had a good team out there, and um, it was getting even better when I left.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was So good.
1: the incoming tide was <clears> helping. <throat> okay, um, Ashley, do you have anything? <laughs> um, let's see.
0: I don't know. The last time I was in the water was for our last class. It was chilly. It was fine. But who wants to talk about a class? Nobody. Can I talk about yeah. my upcoming goal? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, since I haven't been in the water and probably won't be for a while. I don't even think we're going to travel to do any um, winter courses this year. We might. I don't know. Uh, next weekend, I got to run, run that marathon. A
2: That's whole not, marathon? A yeah. Hole.
1: Are you doing a half or a
0: whole? No, I'm going to do a whole. It's my first one. I'm I'm definitely a cliche. You know, I'm turning 40. Oh, that's what month. I did.
2: That's how I got into stand up paddleboarding.
0: <laughs> when I was
2: 39, I started and I was like, oh, I'm going to paddleboard across Lake Michigan.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> did you do it?
2: Yeah, it worked out. Oh, and then wow. I got into stand up paddleboarding and I had a like, stand up paddleboard kind of career for a while there.
0: So it took that. But I'm sorry, I
2: interrupted you. Like, go ahead and finish okay. your that's story in. Like- and-
0: we're here to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the same sort of thing, though. I, I haven't been diving as much, except for the classes uh-huh. and that kind of diving. It starts to get stale after a while, you know, as you can imagine. And I haven't, we haven't been traveling to, sh- to stretch my legs. So I guess around January this past year, I said, I just need to run. It's easy. I don't you have to walk worry. out your door. It's a great door. thing. Yeah, you just exactly. walk
2: out so, out the door and do it.
0: Well, and then of course I needed to set a goal that way I'd actually do it. I thought, well, I'm I'm turning 40. Let's just run a marathon. See what happens. God. I mean, you didn't even start with a half. How marathon. long
2: how long uh, have you been training?
0: Uh, for the marathon, uh, probably 6 months ish, okay. something like that. I mean, I've been running since January, but mm-hmm. I you know, got a little more serious March, April, something like that. Yeah. Probably April. Um, but I don't know, do you know running?
2: I mean, uh, my sister actually runs. Regularly, competitively, but um, yeah, the a lot of the training I did for like the long distance paddleboarding, we just based it on marathon running, right. mm. same kind because of, it was the same like build up yes. and then peak, and you never go the full distance you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it looked at I just took it right out of a marathon training.
0: It's a smart try. It's a tried and true
2: yeah. you know, kind of mm-hmm.
0: performance plan. But I guess about two weeks ago or something, I started getting some. Knee pain, like where uh, I couldn't run. Mm-hmm. So now I'm scared. Yeah, mm. and now I'm I'm juggling. Do I s- kind of push through that a little bit and just hope that it sort of subsides, or do we just stop completely and wait and well, just do the whole thing? I don't know what to do.
2: I got all sorts of stuff to say about this. <laughs> okay, for to begin with, uh, one of the like people that I've uh, run across recently in just like podcasts and and stuff that I like to listen to is this guy. I think his name's Ben something, but it's, it's he goes by Knees Over Toes guy. Oh, Have you heard yeah. of him? Yeah,
0: I know all about Knees Over Toes. Like if you do, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: try some of his stuff. Yeah, Because it's totally. strengthening around the muscles around the knee.
0: That's primarily the is
2: what they typically you know say. Yeah. If that, you're having knee problems.
0: That that is the problem.
2: So I don't know. That's I haven't. The I've done a little bit of his stuff, just like the that incline. Mm-hmm. the incline squat mm-hmm. in some of the basic stuff. I haven't, like, I don't have access to one of those sleds. They pull the sleds walking backwards and all of that, but.
0: No, um, but they do plenty of squat stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they, I think they call so it So maybe that's
2: something like something. that could help.
0: That's, but then the
2: other thing yeah. is just, like, don't run and go to jujitsu. <gasps>
1: And we just yeah, did I, I know. I listened to the podcast, <laughs> and I was like, at
2: some point, we're going to swing this back around and talk about jujitsu. Yeah,
0: that's going to be my future. Is it next best thing? Okay. Yeah, but now the kids are. We're focusing on the kids doing jujitsu, and yep. I don't need another hobby, hobby. right? I don't. Well, I'm just saying, like serpent. you could always
2: switch over. You know, you could switch from running to jujitsu. I think, like jujitsu, I did it for a short time. I actually trained mm-hmm. with. I mean, Maddie and her father Mm -hmm. um, and the gym that they uh, run, Epoch Mm -hmm. Jiu-Jitsu, when they first opened, I kind of helped them in a very small way, like helped them open that gym because we were training at that. Remember, that used to be a gym right by Spoonfed? Yeah. And uh, Brian, her her dad was training there and I had been wanting to get our daughter some self-defense training. She was like 13 at the time. And so we ended up meeting them and. Then that gym was gonna gonna kind of go away, so we helped them like get into the new location and stuff. Um, Sweet, and they're awesome, mm-hmm. you know. We and we trained for oh, like two years, and then when COVID hit, we kind of stopped. I really want to get back to it, but I think like the similarities between free diving and jujitsu, like I think he could really get into it because it has there's sort of like a primal thing. There's definitely with. A-
0: there's definitely an appeal. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the kind of just constant discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> and and training yourself to be okay yep. being super uncomfortable the to whole time. To get
2: through You're suffering. Not me on it. Mm-hmm. No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I think I surf because there's uncomfortable times but the majority of the time it's a good vibe. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are good vibes in overcoming that is it challenge? challenge yeah, yeah. and every every su- every
2: every class wasn't like suffering the whole time i mean it would be okay. like a hard workout and then sometimes you would depending on who you were partnered with or what you were you know doing sometimes just be really fun and you would leave just feeling exhilarated hmm. and then other days you know you you would suffer big a little man. yeah like a big 300 pound guy like yeah. sitting on <laughs> sitting like on like head. laying on your face it's just yeah. like <laughs> That part of it I can see, you know, but I don't know. Like, I'm a cook, we're like encoded for suffering, you know. We're like in a hot kitchen all day on our feet and working long hours, and chefs yelling at you and throwing saute pans at your head, hustling the whole time. So, jujitsu seems like, yeah, you know, right up my alley.
0: Well, the long distance running is that way, yeah, it is, Uh, especially if you do it alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times where you're just thinking very meditative,
2: and yep, (laughs)
0: I'm gonna quit right now. And the challenge isn't, can I keep running? It's, can I make myself, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally? Can I just, can I keep running? Yeah. But it does feel good afterwards.
2: Maybe you'll get into it and we'll get back into it at the same time.
0: (laughs) Well, I like your idea of, um, like you said, your daughter was 13. Maybe when my kids are a little older and I can actually roll with them a little bit. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah.
2: I mean, you could do it now. You'd just be stronger, but that like... I don't know, how old are your kids?
0: They're young, yeah, nine they're young. and five. Yeah. So we can't be in the same class and stuff. Yeah, yeah, But that's you know true. what,
1: Ani could probably take I mean, down after like, a little bit. Oh, yeah, and we end <laughs> up,
2: Tizzy and I still like end up one Wrestling. night, every couple weeks, start rolling in, on the living room floor and <laughs> mm-hmm. it drives Kim crazy. <laughs> uh,
0: There's a whole house shakes. But yeah, yeah
2: it's, uh, it's so fun to do with your kids, for sure.
1: I think that might be good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think it's time to move And in. then like
2: them being smaller too, uh-huh. like uh-uh. <laughs> that was the whole point of GGC to begin with was smaller people could defend themselves against bigger people. So yeah, once they have like a little bit of skill, you'll be shocked at how they can. But I don't know, maybe you, you don't want your kids field. to know that.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't need them kicking my butt yet. Yeah. It's uh-huh. funny though, because poor Cape, you know, <laughs> he's five and he's like this and his sister's nine and oh, she just man. rails him. That's how
2: it was at my house. My sister was a little older and then we went... You know, and there was just like one day where I was able to like out, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to overpower her. And then that was the end of all the, conf- the all conflicts.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how it was in my house. Yeah. too. I ruled. Once Kate and figures then, it
1: out, he'll be able to it'll end. I well, guess. there's just
0: such a size difference now. He's incapable at this point. Yeah, yeah. he just gets real mad. <laughs> well, or, speaking I'm of mad, getting mad. Injustice of the week. I think it's time. Oh, man.
1: You bring one? Because if you didn't... Um,
2: You have a good one?
1: Well, I'll say that... Wait a minute. I did mention to a few people that I was interviewing Matt from Spoonfed and a couple of people live in the neighborhood and they were like, well, I know a good one. I was like, what? Let's hear it. They said... They're not
2: open. Oh. <laughs> they keep closing. It's not supposed to be an injustice that I'm incurring on the world. It's supposed to be an injustice that, like, something that oh, yeah. makes me mad, isn't it? No.
0: Let's talk about why. Right. Making everyone mad. Right. No, no,
2: no. No, that's fine. We, see we'll what talk about it. he has to
1: say. He might have a better. Well, one. I mean, well, maybe I, we could brainstorm and come up. Yeah, with for <laughs>
2: sure. All we need to do is we're going to turn your house into the catering kitchen. Okay. So we're going to do all catering out of yes. this location. Yes. You guys can still have a little corner to podcast, but otherwise, we're going to turn this place into a. Uh, we giant, just remodeled a on giant kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's it. And yeah, for sure, like a heartfelt apology to everyone who's <laughs> come all to Spoonfed and that's all they want. hasn't been able to, you know, get their their breakfast or lunch or treat or whatever they were coming for. Well, an and we are compliment. working on it. It's yeah. a
1: great compliment because I feel like everyone that... It was only two of us. And of <laughs> course, I, I chimed in because I too have arrived at Spoonfed like, ah. Oh. Can't wait. Yeah, I know. It's nice, warm grits. They have the best cheese grits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, like, you got get, good grits. You, you pull Thank on the you. door yeah. and the door won't open. You're like, what? 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 Douche, douche, douche.
2: Yeah, we're working on it. We're going to find a solution <laughs> so the cafe can stay open. Um And honestly, like we were, I mean, the catering was a big part of what helped us get through uh, the post-hurricane Florence time and then, of course, COVID. And we really... um It was a big pivot for us because we didn't really intend to do it. And once, especially some of the wedding planners just (laughs) saw, like my my wife Kim does an amazing job, especially with the visual. I mean, our food is good and high quality and um, but the visual display and the way things look is amazing. And so as soon as people saw that, they were like, we need spoon fed. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of got. Um, super
1: popular, super fast. Yeah,
2: it just took over. Um, it yeah. was like riding away. Like, we didn't really have a choice, you know?
0: Yeah. And you and you don't want to abandon that
2: endeavor no, because no, it's absolutely. fruitful?
1: It's paying the bills, yeah. too, yeah, it's, and it's, you couldn't have people in the restaurant. Right. And so there's some growing pains. And now we have,
2: um, yeah, well, wedding customers as well who are counting on us for, you yeah. know, their most important day of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so- yeah, so we're working on finding another location where we can do some of that cooking and allow well, also, us to keep the cafe open, and hopefully I, something will happen soon.
1: I wonder, mm-hmm. too, if it wasn't, you know, everybody's struggled to find staff. And I know y'all have had I a mean, that's lot a factor. of your staff yeah, for sure. a long time.
2: We have. So yep. that's
1: a
0: good thing. Does anybody know why they can't find staff? I'm still confused we, why even people can't find I mean, find our help. industry
2: is one of the... Hardest hit and and no one has a good answer. I haven't heard a good answer yet yes. because I mean, obviously, I mean, I do think Maybe some people, some people took the uh, opportunity to exit, you know, the food industry because it is uh-huh. hard work. Um, and in some cases for but relatively flexible. low pay, it can be. I mean, the people that work for us uh, doing catering in particular have very flexible schedules and make really good money. Um Y'all but, were my
1: exit plan. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just confusing. Um, yeah, I don't have an
2: answer to that. I wish I did.
0: There's still a ton of college kids, which is it's the perfect way for people that age to make money because of yep. the flexibility of the schedule yep. and the predictability of, mm-hmm. of And we do hours. have a, a
2: lot of college kids on our uh, catering staff in particular.
0: All right. So the short answer is we don't know still, people. We don't the know The short why. answer is we
2: don't know. Why we don't know but we hope the they come back. Went. Oh, okay. um,
1: they haven't left. They still come, but they—I mean—come
2: back to work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't know where the employees
1: are.
2: I think the problem is they all started surfing, and now they're all out in the lineup yeah. instead of working.
0: They're like, we could just be influencers instead.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we have been—we've been fortunate with with some really good people <laughs> that've been with us from the start. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's something too. I mean, I think the culture we create is—it's a very nice culture we have people uh, want to be yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that you know adds to the longevity factor that we enjoy so mm-hmm. that's good
1: yeah it's a good sign to have low turnover
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and a good sign that you know people want you open you know yeah want to yeah. come and, and have yeah we certainly and... appreciate
2: all that all the support and <laughs> um yeah
1: and if only yeah and
2: we're open now so yeah yeah for yeah. now all the, through the rest of the are you closed like in, until like the the first quarter we we were but we don't have I, to talk about the past uh, no, no i was <laughs> looking, I, yeah I, no we were closed this past saturday it was like our, our last like big catering day okay. for the season kind of I just so saw, we had been open for the week okay and i don't even like to say we're closed cuz we're not really closed we're we're still open but we're just not serving the cafe menu and we still have our freezer meals and uh we had our salad case full and we have pastries and all of that well, stuff so people I've, can still come in of uh, coffees um,
1: I told my guy, uh, well, it's Charlie. We'll just say, hey, Charlie, because he listens to all our episodes. And he was a big foam supporter. But mm-hmm. um, he, uh, and he lives right around the corner. Oh, cool. Guys. But so it is nice. You post on Instagrams, probably yep. the best way to that is the best keep way. up to date. Because, and I I guess I saw it yesterday. Yeah. So it was probably an older post. That's but it probably said Saturday yeah. will be down, but Sunday will be back open. Yep. So
2: cool. And now it'll we'll be open straight through uh in into until march or april if we if we have to close <laughs> again, if we haven't found another kitchen by then
0: well wedding season yeah when over, wedding season so. kicks
2: back into yeah right into full gear
1: well and but they, hopefully
2: we'll have a solution by then
1: yeah some yeah. cool developer who has a kitchen and you know got some renters right here
2: find something well
1: chris's cosmic cheesecakes has some kind of
0: commercial kitchen in Burgall. You guys ever had Chris's Cosmic I, Cheesecake? I have not had a a Chris's Burgos. Cosmic.
2: Burgos a little far, yeah, yeah for it sure. It is far, but. <laughs> I, I can't get that far from the beach.
0: No. <laughs> Those cheesecakes are delicious. I start getting a
2: little shaky. Um, yeah, I love cheesecakes, so we should check that out. Yeah, he has
0: good ones. Um, <laughs> let's dive deeper let's then. Let's dive deeper. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> you wanted to talk
1: first to him about being a Great Lakes surfer. Oh, yeah. Well, I just think it's interesting. I'd love to hear you guys move down from Chicago. That's right. The Windy City. And so Matt surfed in the cold Great Lakes, (laughs) which I'm always just impressed with. And then what would you say, you know, how's it different here? And what do you love or hate about the change?
2: Yeah. Uh, love everything. Um, (laughs) um, no, it's I mean, I grew up in the great lakes, so I grew up like mostly in Ohio and then we moved to the Chicago area. So sailing on Lake Erie, Lake Michigan sailing was really like growing up. It was always sailing. We had like a little boat, uh, in our family. And then I started racing a little bit on bigger boats and then I crewed on cruising boats. So I spent a lot of time sailing. And I, I mean, I never surfed until I think I was 35 the first time I surfed.
1: Me too. Yeah. So wow, So cool. then from
2: sailing, I'd gotten into bigger boat sailing. And then I just always wanted to be, I, was, I always wanted to jump overboard. Mm-hmm. When we were cruising, okay. we used to free dive a lot. Although I wouldn't, I would hesitate to tell you that. Because <laughs> it was like, it's I've had conversations more recently. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we we're doing everything wrong. And like, it's shocking that I'm alive. Uh,
3: Like I didn't, we had never
2: heard the term shallow water blackout. We didn't know anything about like any Mm. of the, all of the, you know, the risks that people are now really familiar with. So, and we were just doing like, you know, dumb like cave diving and, Mm -hmm. you know, just sketchy stuff. Anyway. Like
0: you said, all the things wrong.
2: But I love (laughs) to be in the water. And so I would find myself wanting to jump in the water. So that led me back to smaller boats and then to windsurfing. And once Mm -hmm. I got really into windsurfing, that was it you know and that's still my favorite sport if I could windsurf every day I would oh. I would windsurf uh
0: Ren used to do that really yeah that's he did a lot some... of equipment
2: it, it is, is a lot of equipment but it yeah. does look really but I love fun. equipment too so that's yeah. <laughs> that's like perfectly fine um yeah when they, in good conditions it's it's amazing um and it's like uh with my sailing background, I guess like the contraption just makes sense to me. I love the sail and board, mm-hmm. but it's so much more engaging with the water and the and the wind and elements to have that minimal equipment, but and to be powered by the wind, but to be surfing at the same time. I mean, it's like all the best possible. It's things. all your things. Yeah, all it's up amazing. Into one. Yeah. And that's you know,
1: that's probably what drew you to foiling
2: for sure. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. and and I mean, really, like you can do. I want to be able to do something on any given day. And so certain days are better for foiling. Certain days, if it's really windy, it's going to be windsurfing. Right. If there's no wind, then you can and there's waves, then we can surf or subsurf. So yeah, just wanting to be able to be on the water every every possible minute. And I'm kind of I'm just like a curious person anyway. And I'm never like I'm never gonna be a world champion at anything because I don't, you know, I'm too distracted. And so like doing all the different things lets me just get into that beginner mind and and that's a comfortable place for me i love learning i love the learning curve um and it doesn't bug me that i'm not you know great at any of that's unlike you know. ashley yeah she has mm-hmm. to be and like great. i'm sure i mean uh, like hydrofoiling hydrofoiling is probably the thing i'm worst at and it's been a really slow progression and i'm i'm still working on it but i feel like that
1: but you love to the that part of it being new is something that yeah, causes you to dive in
2: for sure yep and then I see that as like kind of something that's going to be big in the future of, of wind sports, not just like, I mean, every other arena, sailboat racing has gone mm-hmm. to hydrofoil. Mm-hmm. Windsurf, the Olympic class are, are on hydrofoils now. Um, there's a
0: lot of people in our so area dabbling be, with the foil. Yeah,
2: too. There's, it's definitely going to be a big part of the future of, of wind and water sports. So, so when you I want to try to just business? not get left behind.
1: When you started your uh, board business, was it foiling or was it? No,
2: yeah, it was stand up paddle. So just to, yeah, swing back to the Great Lakes. So, uh, you know, we're uh, sailing on the Great Lakes and then I got into windsurfing. And then I did have some friends that surfed on the Great Lakes. uh, Some of my windsurf friends that also surfed. And so I started surfing with them. And what, what
1: mill were you wearing I
2: mean it well that's the thing is a lot of the best waves are in the winter there's certainly <laughs> the fall through spring is the best season and so until the the water because it's fresh water so it actually freezes so until the water oh, freezes God. you can get some of the best conditions so yeah I mean we started wearing six mil hooded with mm-hmm. gloves and boots and everything and then we dropped down to five mil because the suits got so good you know mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. like 10 years ago this neoprene went through some kind of technological quantum yeah, leap. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. then we could wear lighter suits, so a five mil um, with a hood and everything.
1: You'll have to send us. But guys will have
2: these like giant ice beards. Yeah, Yeah, I can send you ice beard picture. Because the fresh water freezes in, in your beard, and so then the more and then every just like icicle, every time you duck dive or it get builds. splashed, like the beard grows, <laughs> yeah. and guys have these massive like down to their yeah. you know belly button massive ice beards, and it became this you know point of pride for yeah. Great Lake surfers. Yeah, but Great Lake surfers are crazy <laughs> cult because you're you're suffering these terrible conditions. A lot of times you have to drive far. So for example, if you live well, if you live in Chicago, and then there's uh, southeast. You know, storm system comes through. Well, that wave's gonna be on the north uh, side of Lake Michigan, but on the other side of the lake. So you might have like a six-hour drive, and people <gasps> will do it like that. Like they'll get oh. out of work <laughs> and drive all night, and then they'll get up there, and then it, you're, it's wind swell, so it's always a mess. Oh. Yeah. and then you're waiting for that <laughs> that magic, magic little window of time when the wind do- dies and then you've got a couple hours to surf clean waves. But I mean if you've seen any photos of of good clean waves on Lake Michigan, Lake Superior. Um in particular Lake Beautiful. Superior, it's gorgeous and
0: but that's getting after it. It's yeah. getting after it. It's I like mean, really
2: dedicated been, and they're yeah it's like a cult almost I like would have the people never really, learned to surf if it was yeah, really
0: hard. They're hardy yeah. folks. <laughs> hardy folk for you sure. Know, I visited that area um for the first time this past summer and I was shocked at how big the lakes are. Oh I mean, yeah, I knew everyone. They were big. I, I, had
2: one of the f- early on we did a um, okay. World Series stand up paddle event, and Kyle Lenny came. You guys know Kyle Lenny mm-hmm. is probably right, and yeah, he totally. like came and he's just standing there on the beach and he's like, "This is like an ocean." Like yeah, he couldn't believe. It. Like mine was blown water. that it was. And then he actually came back at some point and and windsurfed across Lake Michigan. Um, at like I don't know maybe uh. I don't know, seven or eight years ago.
0: Well, I could see where that'd be really fun—just yeah. having that big, wide, open water, yeah. but without the maybe less risks. Maybe of it's um, actually
2: like littered with shipwrecks because it's it the sh- the way that the lakes are are well, just to get a sense of the size. Mm-hmm. Like Lake Michigan, north to south is three hundred and thirty-three miles or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's about seventy miles wide, so it's a massive body of water. And then when you get wind blowing, particularly the long way, you didn't get you know, double overhead swell, mm-hmm. but it's very short period swell. Mm-hmm. And then anywhere near land on, like if you're in a, on a lee shore, you get the wind and waves crashing in and then you get this sort of reverb chop that comes back. It's, it just becomes a mess, like a washing machine. And so it's, Actually, like can be really dangerous. No, they're just just the point being a lot of ships have gone down because the water can be really dangerous. It's not like in the ocean where you have kind of long period swell and you can you you kinda cruise up and down those waves, it's real jumbled up and messy.
0: People might take it for granted too on the lake. For sure. Oh yeah. yeah. We're in the ocean, they're already Mm -hmm. a little bit nervous.
2: Yep. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's so real, it's real conditions. Yeah. And then you have the cold on top of it when, if you're going to go out in those conditions and that's a whole nother animal just to be, <laughs> well, you know, just stay composed in the water you know. when you're cold and you can't breathe or you're <clears throat> gasping cause you're just.
1: You're the wind is taking yeah. out of your, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you lose your.
2: Yeah. It's, it's serious. It's serious. Business. Ice cream headaches
1: <laughs> and. Oh, you that. mean a uh,
0: sphenopalatine neuralgia.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know what yeah. that is, but that Say sounds that, that's really ice cool. ice cream headache. It oh, it is? That's yeah. the like scientific that name. Is, I can't wait to write that down and be able to recite that.
0: Both of my kids know. They love it. That's Say awesome. It again. Sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. <laughs> that's again. awesome. They have this little uh, anatomy book, you uh-huh. know, and it tells you all these cool facts and things like that. And that's one thing that they really absorb. Wow, that's They're very cool. cool <laughs> but let's, I want to circle back to the mm-hmm. sailing a little bit because yeah. I want to, um, ask you about your family Mm -hmm. um first of all when you said small craft sailing is Mm -hmm. you know you did this uh, this kind of loop back around to small craft sailing that's how i learned to sail was on like an 18 foot hobie cat so you're this far off the water
2: That's so exhilarating isn't it
0: it's real sailing yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. because you make one mistake and you can overturn the boat and you really just learn to feel the, the the air yeah the wind mm-hmm. i remember the first time i was in a big boat like it was a 35 pearson it was mm-hmm. our first sailboat ever um i was surprised that when you let go of the helm nothing happened yeah it just points into the wind and nothing mm-hmm. happens i'm like what you don't know, flip the boat but um anyhow did you ever you said you did some cruising did you do that yeah. with your family
2: um no i started in in my teens um, mm-hmm. and my dad actually had a friend who had a boat, um, in the Mediterranean and he, mm, poor guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so when my dad, when I was 14, my dad and I went and we sailed with him in Mallorca in Spain cool. for like a week or two or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and I guess I did okay with the stuff. So the next summer he invited me to come and crew for him. So that just was the beginning of it. And then I worked for him several seasons and then I worked for like charter companies, um, just doing, just crewing for like, uh, boat charters. Um, I mm-hmm. did that. Like I, w- we've sailed in, um, Croatia now, but in the former Yugoslavia, like before the war there, it was a long time ago, but it was amazing, beautiful. Um, and I worked for some charter companies there and there's some sailing
1: around here too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So
1: what got you in the board business?
2: That was, um, we had, we had a similar business to Spain two spoon fed called movable feast that was in the chicago suburbs and we had had that uh we opened that in 99 and it, we sold it in 2011 and that was right when the stand-up paddle that was the year i turned 40 it was when the stand-up paddle stuff was starting to take off and nobody's really paddling around on the great lakes and i could see it happening down here mm-hmm. i already knew about the events i hadn't been mm-hmm. here yet but i knew about the events here um and of course like battle of the paddle and everything that was happening in california and hawaii um and so I just wanted to, I kind of had some time and, and I wanted to try to help it grow. So I came up with this idea to do like a paddle for charity. There were people doing these like long distance paddles to raise money for different causes. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a woman a paddler named Karen Wren was one of the first ones. She paddled in between all the Canary Islands in California, which is like, I forget, it was hundreds of miles. Wow. It's way longer than what I did. But anyway, she, that was really inspiring to me. And uh, so I came up with this idea to paddle across Lake Michigan and then I partnered with a charity and I got a board company to kind of sponsor us. And then I just like hosted kind of grassroots events at the local beaches. And I would like just show up with boards and like invite people to come and try paddle boarding. Um, Did and you then that... paddle
0: the short way or the long way?
2: <laughs> the short way. Okay. <laughs> the so short way. I
0: had a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I mean, people have done long you know hundreds of mile paddles and, and self-sustained one guy paddled the entire east coast some years ago with self-sustained you know camping gear obviously he would come to shore um right. to rest gotcha. but um and mm-hmm. people have done really long endurance races that are you know days and days like four or five days eight days that kind of thing so they're people have done over. yeah they're they're stopping and they just just bringing all their stuff with them kind of minimal, minimalist camping off the board um so yeah i mean what i did was relatively minor in the scope of what people have done. Um, but at the time it was cool and mm-hmm.
1: it was you a big thing for amazing? me to train. Yeah.
2: And so then that led to, I actually got a job working as a, like the sales rep for starboard, which is like one of the bigger stand standup paddleboard and, and actual windsurf companies. And that was like, I mean, I was pinching myself. So that was like, <laughs> cause I would have never thought in the great lakes, I could have a, a career or job in any mm-hmm. of these water sports that I was so passionate about. Um, and then I met this guy in, uh, Detroit of all places who was making these beautiful carbon fiber race boards. And he and I ended up kind of partnering up. And then my family and I, we moved to Detroit for several years and, uh, we had this company, it was called Black Box. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately he got cancer. My partner, his name was Matt Campbell mm. and he was an amazing shaper and, um, great creative guy, but he, he died of cancer just, just this past year. Wow. Um, but anyway, so that's how I got into the battle board, so and it was really fun uh, period of time. And then we were in we were in Detroit, kind of growing that brand. Uh-huh. And then at that time, we kind of got to the point where we didn't didn't have to be in Detroit. And Kim really wanted to open another restaurant, so uh-huh. that was kind of the thing. We're yeah. like, okay, well, we need to decide where we want to be where? for the next twenty years because that's a it's a long, mm-hmm. you know, lifespan of a restaurant or a food business. And so, we were like, we could stay in Detroit, move back to Chicago where we had family and everything. Or by this time, we had been down here a few times to, to Wrightsville Beach. Yeah. For the
1: stand-up paddleboard? For the
2: stand-up paddleboard ah. events. And then we actually had, Kim's cousin is married to a woman from here. And so, we had a little bit of a family connection. And I had some friends in town that I knew through uh, paddleboarding. So, um, we came down here. And we actually like came on a scouting mission in 2016, April of 2016. It was like we came for Carolina Cup, and then like wow. we looked around at properties for for a food biz to put spoon fed, and we found the location we're in, but it was already under contract. Oh, so wow. we went home. We were kind of bummed, and like you know, we hadn't found anything else we were excited about, and we had to make the decision because we had sold our or our lease was coming up at our we had we were renting a townhouse there in Michigan, and uh, we were just like, well, let's just move down there. Something will work out. So we here we here we came. And then when we got down here, the we really found okay. out the contract had fallen through <gasps> on the space. So we just like furiously started building Spoonfed.
1: That is like you take the step or you take yeah, the leap. for sure. And then mm-hmm. the door opens.
2: Yep. That was a, a Jim Collins, who's a like business writer. I don't know if you know who he is. He's, mm-hmm. uh wrote a book called Good to Great. I was going to talk about him um Now's another challenge. point now but uh, that's like his he has this moment where he had to right. decide if he was going to take an entrepreneur he was a professor if he's going to decide if he's going to make take an entrepreneurial path mm-hmm. or do it he and his wife called it their Thelma and Louise moment like when Thelma and <laughs> Louise drive <laughs> off the cliff yeah which I didn't like that because it was like that's there was there's no possible way Thelma and Louise <laughs> yeah. were going to make it like no. they knew that they were yeah. just you know they said they'd rather that die it was over. Get yeah. Back. yeah but <laughs> that's what he calls it and Jim Collins is awesome uh and we use a lot of his concepts in the management of our businesses. But oh, um,
0: I wrote him down. Cool.
2: He his wife's also an endurance athlete. Um, but he just recently in a podcast I heard him interviewed, and he said he put out this how he's trying to live his life. He has just three basic rules, and this like just hit home. So I, I, will like, I always try to share this with people when I can. But it's simplicity, time and flow state, and doing meaningful things with people you love so those three simple things you like try to fill your time with as much of any one of those three as possible
1: wow we're you know all what? three isn't that cool What's well then our podcast has like we've got flow state we got jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> we've got surfing yeah your podcast <laughs> pretty much sums it up yeah, yeah. yeah like if you just spend time with us listening to our podcast then you pretty much make your life better yeah what were they good? again so, simplicity simplicity
2: Time Time and flow flow state. state.
1: Time and flow state. And time with people you love. And then doing
2: meaningful things with people you love.
1: Meaningful things with people you love. Yeah.
2: Which I always try to like find. Well, that's what I like try to do with Tizzy, with our daughter Tizzy. I'd like. Tizzy. Yeah. Her name's Elizabeth, but she goes by Tizzy, which is a nod to Kim's great grandmother, I believe it was, who's like a great matriarch of their family, Mm -hmm. like during the depression and stuff.
1: She's little tiz. Little tiz. Well, yeah, so cute. Let's go into that because we did want to talk about um, just the uniqueness of her being in your business and yeah. working at your business mm-hmm. and being a part of your family in that way.
2: Yeah, it was really like when we moved down here, um, she was nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And we, um, Kim, homeschooled her the first year. First year, I was really working on building, actually building the restaurant before we were open. um, and Kim was homeschooling her. A lot of times they'd homeschool just sitting in spoon-fed while it was under construction. Mm-hmm. And she came and participated, which I think is important, just like having the kids participate and just be a part of, you know, not having a separate, you know, right. sort of life, but they're they're part of our life. And she was in there yeah. the first day of demolition. She, I just like gave her a little sledgehammer and she started smashing, <laughs> the you know, sledge. smashing the walls. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then all the way through, though, you know, she was there for... The inception of the business, the all of the kind of planning meetings, then design and designing the space. And then she would come in and participate where she could with the actual building. She put some of those tiles on the wall, you know,
1: she's waiting um, tables. And
2: then, yeah, then all the training, which mm-hmm. we sat at our dining room table and kind of wrote all the training manuals. And she was there for all of that. And then she was there for the meetings. And then the first day we opened, she just like put on an apron and started yeah. working. Uh, and she's been. She's I mean, she doesn't on. work all the time, and she has other interests, you know, which is great. But stage makeup, she's there. Yeah, yeah, she's a great she's makeup a, artist. Yeah, very like really? naturally yes, talented yes. makeup artist. Um, and right now she's she's actually just got into sailing too, which I'm thrilled cool. about, as you can imagine. Where? Uh, the uh, she goes to Hoggard. So, so yeah, I was saying we we sh- we started we were homeschooling her the first two years we were here, and then um, she just wanted to. Be with other kids, mm-hmm. you know, so we looked at some of the little, like, you know, funky, uh, you know, I don't know, more artsy schools or free kind of education schools and then private schools and stuff. And she just wanted to go to like the big middle school. She was like, Throw me, just you gotta just throw me in the big public school and see if I survive. Yeah. That's what she said she to wanted me. The
0: regular <laughs> experience, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was
2: awesome. That is, but cool. so, yeah, she's she, was, she goes to Hoggard now. Um. And they have a sailing team that sails out of the Yacht Club on Wrightsville Beach. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she cool just started doing that a few months ago, but she's very enthusiastic about it.
0: That's nice that they offer that at her school. It's
2: great. They all There's a team <laughs> for um, Cape Fear Academy, a mm-hmm. team for Hoggard. I feel like there's one other public school. I'm not sure. But then they have a team for any school. So kids that are homeschooled or kids that, kids mm-hmm. that go to any of the other little schools can get on a team. So you don't have to go to you know one of the big schools
1: that's awesome but Maybe it's very cool Yeah, it's
2: the um carolina okay. yacht club is great like mm-hmm. supporting public service yeah youth youth sailing and their own sailing programs are great to get people the sport, which is fantastic yeah, as, as they should be yeah absolutely you know,
0: especially since our
1: resources are sort of limited in this area it's mm-hmm. not huge yeah um so what is I, one of those things that you love about Wilmington? you know or is there something you most love about being down south or?
2: I mean, the ocean for sure. Um, and then. Do you
1: miss the Great Lakes?
2: One, yeah, I miss the, yeah, the Midwest. And I mean, it's beautiful up there and we have fall, we have beautiful mm-hmm. colors, you know, the colors change and all of that. Um, and then Midwest people are just awesome. Like it's, it's great. Uh, and Chicago is a phenomenal city, great food scene, um, lots of. You know, more so culture and yeah. art and music and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, to me, it's, it was always a dream to live by the ocean. And so, being able to get the water time that I get now is amazing. And then the thing, like, I feel like one of the coolest things about Wilmington in particular right now is that, and locals won't, won't like this maybe, or sometimes they don't like to hear it, but there's so many people moving here from other places mm-hmm. that... They're bringing like, you know, kind of different mm. cultural perspectives and then, um, but they're all very intentionally here. Mm-hmm. And so I find like people are like so quick to get involved in anything and support things that, that you know, anyone kind of gets something, going a group or a club or an activity, people dive right in um, because I feel like they want to support and grow the community because they're here. On Again, purpose. like they picked they Wilmington, be- they came to Wilmington, they're like, yeah, I want to be a part of this.
1: Well, I think it's good that we have somebody actually put a positive spin on that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I did not ever have that perception. Yeah. I mean,
2: you know, progress is inevitable and (laughs) there are, I'm sure. And I've, I've speak, well, actually Kim's cousin is, the family he's married uh, into is a very like old Wilmington family. And I've heard stories going all the way back a hundred years of like what Wilmington used to be like and Wrightsville Beach used to be like. Um, and it sounds amazing. I'm sure it was really cool, but like you know, anywhere progress is inevitable, and you have to see that. Growth anyway. be be optimistic, you know, yeah, at least, find and the say positive. like, okay, well, what are the positives, <laughs> and what can we do? Because we're all going to be living together. So you know, how, how can, can we, we make, make it? yeah, a, like great community around the city and. Mm-hmm. Um, our property
0: values will improve yeah
2: for sure (laughs) and I'm sorry but like anyone who complains about the traffic simply needs to go you know to any major city (laughs) and like it's you know the traffic here is a joke compared to Chicago or New York or LA I mean
1: or any big city and the fact that you
2: can uh, this is another really cool thing the fact that you could be on the beach and then like 20 minutes later be downtown and you can get that like kind of urban setting that feel Mm -hmm. go to like some hip restaurant Mm -hmm. and then you know spoon fed. 20 minutes later you can be at the beach you know it's um, we, phenomenal
0: we i will say that something that i really like about wilmington mm-hmm. is the, um the kind of even though we have been sort of um, a mono, monocultural place for a yeah. while because of the college and everything it's fairly diverse the 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 whole setting, the whole feeling, like you said, downtown is completely different from the beach. Yeah, you know, which is pretty cool. Which is completely different than the south of the county, mm-hmm. and then in the north of the county, people are still hunting in their backyards and stuff. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty
2: cool. Which is great.
0: I wanted to um, circle back because I wasn't finished when yeah. you, you were talking mm-hmm. about sure. your, your family yeah. and Tizzy being involved. Um, I really like what you guys are doing because I feel like. A lot of people that—that's how their families are raised, where the kids' lives are separate from the adults, and Mm -hmm. sadly, the adults' lives are separate from each other a lot of the times too. Mm -hmm. When, um, you know, historically families were raised as a as a unit. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. saying that you want to have six kids so that they can all work the farm, (laughs) right? right? Because we don't all want (laughs) to do that again. But, um, but just having them be a part of what the Leonard's are accomplishing there's yeah. nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that and that's kind of how we uh are raising our kids you know cape is delivering a boat with Ren right now today and he
1: went with him well, it's just oh. like a
0: little day trip today
1: oh, okay. oh nice but still yeah
0: that's what he's doing that's awesome you know yep. what else he gonna do Yep. so um sometimes it's a matter of convenience yeah sure but mm-hmm. it's only gonna Strengthen and develop the family unit, which is the most important thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Do you
1: think that, um, like when you're finding time, you know, because having a business, yeah, especially a restaurant, Mm because that's such a huge time commitment, Mm yeah. And, and y'all are more than a restaurant because you're catering and all the things. So, how do you find that balance between doing the Like the things that Jim Collins would suggest. Oh yeah. You know how do you find that balance within such a huge business that you have, and a passion for the ocean, and then how do you how do you balance that?
2: Mostly we don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, mostly it's just
2: a big part of it's just like you just got to charge. Like you can't Mm -hmm. you can't slow down. Like if it's if I got to go and work eight or ten hours you know on the hotline sweating and he makes there's gonna pancakes, be and there's y'all. but there's gonna be like waves like you gotta get up at five and yeah get your butt down to the beach and catch those waves before work mm-hmm. um so part of it's that you just have to
0: be flexible. keep pushing
2: and be you know be aggressive to get, get it better, yeah really. do all the stuff but i mean we get out of balance like everybody else work when when we do have these periods that we've had a lot of catering um i mean it's it's probably worse than most people, most people's situation. I mean, there are there are days where we go to work at seven and work till nine or 10 at night. Right. Um, And that's like, you know, a lot of times Tizzy won't be participating in that stuff. She may be at school or, mm-hmm. you know, have her own things going on Um, or she might come and work, you know, part of the day or whatever. Um, but that's not uncommon. So, yeah, we definitely just get out of balance and then we try to like recover. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, days like right now, we're just coming out of wedding season. Now we'll have a little period of Mm -hmm. quote unquote normalcy and we'll try to like catch up, you know, catch up on those things.
1: Just running the restaurant will feel like a breeze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And then I'm like, oh man, this seems too easy. I got to go back to jujitsu and have a 300 pound guy sit on my face.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's what the crunch feels like.
2: Yeah. No, that's... um, yeah, we, I mean, we for sure get out of balance and then, and then try to recover. But I would say like the most important thing with, with Tizzy, well, with Kim too, even though we're all in the same building we're it's easy to get, to feel disconnected and, and like, we're all just working. And, Mm -hmm. um, so just try, yeah. Trying to find ways to stay connected. Kim and I try to like get together every week and just talk kind of more like relationship based. Mm -hmm. Um, we just, you know, try to make sure we do that all the time, wow. and then doing stuff with Tizzy—that's where we're we're doing. So, well, we, I've always tried to do well. That's part of like what Jujitsu was. We were mm-hmm. Jujitsu was like we we went and trained together. I didn't like send her off to get some training. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like we went and did it together, and it was a fun mm-hmm. thing that we did together. And now we still occasionally, <laughs> you know, roll on the living room floor. Mm-hmm. Um, like we did a project. Two years ago, we built a surfboard together. So I got Mm -hmm. like a local shaper to kind of mentor us through building a surfboard. So trying to find activities, not just um, the things that where we're learning something together or we're like doing something. And that's been like a big thing for us that's worked really well. Where
0: you have to both be uh, equally We're going on the journey together. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I'm not like the- The boss. Sort of dad, coach, whatever, like telling Mm -hmm. her how to do everything. Um, But we're learning together. And yeah, that's that's been great, a great way to stay connected.
0: We have a similar situation because we work together too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the hardest part to me is just turning that off sometimes. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Yeah, where you're not just constantly uh the the conversation is comprised of our schedule responsibilities. Yep. Yep. That's a hard part.
2: Or like it'll be like ten thirty at night and like someone mm. will feel compelled to say something like yeah. business related. Yeah, you're like Shut and up. the other person like doesn't wanna you know, be in that mode at that time. So that can be challenging. It is challenging for it, sure. It,
0: that part is challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And I, f- I found that um since our kids are younger, one thing that we do is um jump in just because you have to, for instance, instead of just having him involved in soccer, coaching the team mm, yeah. mm-hmm. together Yep. so that we can uh, be together during that yeah, time sure. and, and be intentional about the time with, with Kate. Yep. Uh, so do what
3: you got to do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> godwaters well yeah i was thinking um it's time yeah Yeah. it's about that time to tread into some stillness but i I was just thinking of when i thought about what to bring into this i was thinking about balance because i feel like i mean even just a restaurant business can Mm -hmm. easily be out of balance i have another friend that owns a restaurant and just how busy it is Mm -hmm. and then you know, when you have separate hobbies that pull you in another direction, which you should because that's your kind of thing to refuel and reboot your inner self and, f- you know, fill yourself back up. Um, but being able to have those moments where you can make time for everything. And I think it can feel really hard to do that yeah. in the day-to-day life. Oh, and to- yeah. So I just picked that scripture. Um, it's it was a little bit of a cop out, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And, you know, that's the scripture where it, that goes back and forth between there's a time for sowing and a time mm-hmm. for reaping and a time for joy and a time for mourning. And I guess I've been a little reflective when I think about family. I, my dad's recently passed away and, you know, there's been this time during this During this kind of mourning period, I guess, where I've revisited memories of Mm -hmm. childhood and um, my parents were very intentional, kind of like you guys are with your kids. We have a little brother that had special needs and um, so they would really, because that program took up so much of the time, to, it was a physical therapy program meant to build up his brain, that they would do date nights with us. And um, so carving out those special times to to work in, I guess, your your relationship. But anyway, I I was just thinking that I feel like we can easily get out of balance. And I love what you said about the Jim Collins guy, because I think that kind of pulls in. How can you pull those things into your day to day?
0: can i take this really quickly yeah because when i read the scripture there's a time for everything sometimes i'm really grateful that i'm getting older because instead of trying to fit everything into the day and getting super stressed about it i can see the long view Mm -hmm. that in the summer we're so busy but that's okay you just know that you're gonna suffer through the summer a little bit you're (laughs) gonna get through it everybody's on board they know that's the busy time and then the, the 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 trough of the wave comes in the winter and you get that time with the family back and, and and like you said, you get a little more balance. So I think allowing just having that longer view and knowing that there's an ebb, there's a flow, there's yeah. an ebb, there's and being okay with that if mm-hmm. you have that kind of life, which sounds like
2: we do you guys. And, well, do. and we've created it. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. It's not no one force it on us. So right. uh, whether <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, we've we've created it but that is a beautiful piece of scripture and i would also point out that that was the piece of scripture that kevin bacon used to sell the town on the dance in footloose
3: oh yeah which yeah.
2: was an epic
1: <laughs> scene epic
2: monologue and and uh, you know then they have the big dance and that's the fight right. and it was a great that's right great finale to an incredible movie Totally when I was, I think I was circle. in like seventh grade when that came out and I actually like got my hair like spiked up like his hair was. Nice.
1: Could yeah, you it was dance pretty awesome. Like, you know? Nah,
2: I mean, I would have tried, but I doubt it. I doubt it was very good. Well, you never Fortunately, had. there's no footage. There's probably a, my bet, my mom, if my mom listens to this, she'll probably post a uh, school photo.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm going to post from a- From seventh grade. I'm going to find the uh, monologue and put post a link that. to it. Yeah, <laughs> put it in the video. That's funny. Well, I think um, thanks for reminding us of that. Sure. Just a
1: reminder to even you know our listeners or whatever. Like when I when I hear you, Matt, I just think, wow, how do they, how do they balance all that? How do they do all that and still you know run a business and run another business and a small business and a. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe sometimes you don't
0: balance it. Maybe that's not the whole objective. Is to balance it. It's like you said. Getting up at 5 a.m. to go surf might feel out of balance, but, yeah. you, but just being flexible enough to do what you got to do to have this, yeah, full life.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But taking care of the things that are most important. That's For kind sure. Of, and yeah.
2: sometimes you miss well, you misinterpret which which things should be the most important. <laughs> yeah. But I think
1: that's how we found out where out of balance is. But yeah. you know, you see some of the the strings break off or something. And you're like, oh, "Oh, wait, oh, okay. Let me take care of my- And see where you should
2: ease up on the accelerator in some area.
1: Yeah, acknowledging Mm -hmm. that or, you know, oh, let me resuscitate this or let me, you know, maybe if you didn't go serving for a while and you were just, you know, or whatever it is that brings you that kind of peace or a little spiritual downtime, a little, you know, whatever relationship. Or
0: sometimes, yeah, you got to- do the run in the afternoon, even though you like to do it in the morning, <laughs> yeah. because Ren really needs you to have coffee with him that morning.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel
2: like maybe you're fishing for some magic answer that I might have, and no, uh, no I don't. It's just pushing, mm-hmm. pushing through, and then pushing trying to make it. the corrections along the way. I guess I said earlier about the business business plans are written in pencil, and sometimes you have to pivot. And you think you're going to have a cafe, and it ends up being a catering business. Um, <laughs> but I mean, life is the same. Like yeah. you know, you go a direction and um you realize like oh i've bitten off a lot here i better find a way to you know delegate scale or scale back or whatever and get back to that to the simplicity um well, actually that's i mean just keep going back to jujitsu. but that's like the main reason because i love the i love training jujitsu. but the main reason i'm not is because right now it just wouldn't be simple mm-hmm. like the timing isn't right and where the studio's located mm-hmm. isn't on my way it would be like a lot of driving and so that's the only reason i'm not training jiu-jitsu right now is because it's not simple but it and like i have some you're... other things going on like it's very simple for me to go mm-hmm. pick up tizzy bring her to sailing and then spend two hours on the water you mm-hmm. know either with her or just doing my own thing and, just and so that case... is where i like you know i squeeze out those little bits of balance by not you know and running around to force yeah I just have, yeah trying to yeah. force even though it's something i'd like to do yeah it, it would Be too much.
1: Later. Later. But I think we should mention that, you know, in case he didn't have enough already to do that, they've got this also wholesale resale business of the spoon-fed granola.
2: Yeah. Spoon-fed granola is taking off.
1: And and Matt has brought us some.
0: Can I I say something about the granola? Because (laughs) I was telling guys at the table, I do not like granola. I don't like granola because it's always out of balance. It's like a little too sweet or... Um, a little Bliant. too crumbly or just so freaking boring. But that granola is good. Thank you. I'm serious. I, I didn't have to say that.
2: Yeah. You would <laughs> never no, have
0: known how it felt. <laughs> I'm sharing this because I told them that the, the package undersells it. It should be called actually good granola because it has a little salt. And I like when I get a little, a little like pocket sweet. of salt. Yeah. It's mm-hmm.
2: not, yep.
0: But then it's sweet too, but not that fake weird. Right, kind of sweet you can actually have um and, like brown sugar grain yeah. and, granules. and
2: a little maple gives it a little yeah. depth too yeah it's good thanks i'm glad coconut you like it
0: coconut flakes yeah it's yeah. like a
1: whole the little pepitos in. yeah yeah pepitos. <laughs>
2: uh yeah well the uh, to shamelessly plug people can order it at spoonfedgranola.com or of course pick it up at spoonfed, spoonfed. and we're open <laughs> <laughs>
1: whatever just a second note
2: we're yeah open. we're open All um right. doing meaningful things with people you love uh on the list got it exciting things for me and tizzy to do is to come to one of your free dive classes
1: don't Ooh. talk about it so be about it
2: i will be about it
1: <laughs> just send
2: it um yeah so i just need to know how to do that
1: okay cool we I'll
2: talked s- about doing it uh, a couple years ago tizzy was a little younger. And then she actually she got kind of lit up by jellyfish and that kind of
1: (laughs) that'll put a damper. Yeah, scared
2: her out of the ocean for a little while, but I think she's ready.
0: Well, um, we'll we'll talk about it off mic because we just came up with the new schedule. We haven't even posted it yet, but basically we'll hit the ground running end of April, and I'll save y'all a spot whenever. That sounds great. Whenever you want.
2: Yeah, and we need to get me tuned up because it's a miracle I didn't kill myself in any of my previously (laughs) uneducated free dive exploits. (laughs)
0: It's a
1: good thing it's a little scary.
2: Yeah.
0: Because people would kill themselves
1: if it wasn't <laughs> a little scary. I do want to put a shout out to number one, uh, Matt, who Matt and Kim supported woo, the woo. foam Kickstarter and a few others that I'll mention this time around would be Connie Nelson, Paca's wife, um, um, my Uncle Bish, my Aunt Lisa, um, Carolee Murphy, Kelly Donovan, one of the Mermaid Girls. Um, Scotty, Melissa Brinkley. These are just a few I'll mention each time we're on. Just okay. some of the big supporters, and, and I really appreciate it. And yeah.
2: when can we expect to so, order our, pre-order our copies?
1: Right. So you have pre-ordered your copy, basically. But um, you, I'm hoping it's at the editor now. And so as soon as I get it back, I'll be able to do edits, and then she'll do another proofread before we go to print. But I, my goal was to have them out. I put May 2023 as a fulfilled date for all my uh, all right. people who ordered. So you'll get them first. And then early summer, you know, nice. um, June 1st or whatever. May. Yeah. Good. Hopefully I won't, I won't line that, anything but... else to read. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: all
1: right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.
3: Thank you, Matt. Thank you, listeners.
2: Thank you both. It's been great.
3: Yeah.